Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day suits you. Uh, your host, Mike Madrid, with the, what's the adjective today? Esteemed. The esteemed and highly regarded yes. R.E. Grasswich. <laughs> uh, good to be back. It's been a little bit of time since we've talked cannabis. It has been. Welcome back to closed session. Welcome back to closed session, uh, listeners. Uh, we're going to be dealing with loose ends today. We're going to be talking about uh, what is sometimes referred to as cleanup language, trailer bill language, um, although both of those terms may or may not fit. What we're going to be addressing today is legislation in 2017 that is designed to add more of the specifics and structure and details to the original 2015 legislation that was envisioned in California when we first made uh, a schematic, a schema, What's the plural for scheme? Scheme A. Scheme A. <laughs> scheme I. Scheme I. Um, for for this new world that we live in in California, at least on the medicinal side. Yes. So if you're still with us, listeners, after that complicated introduction, Bob, I want you to talk and kind of share with us some of the most recent developments that are happening legislatively and what it's going to mean uh, for uh, people in the industry. Um and it, it, it's really comprehensive. It's not just cultivators, it's not just growers, it's not just delivery. It's kind of all of them. It's all, all of them. Yes, Mike. Thank you. And, and you know, this is some people in in the cannabis world will tell you that this will determine the future of cannabis in California. Whether it succeeds, whether it fails, whether they wipe out the little guy, whether it's dominated by the globals like big tobacco, folks like that. They say this is the ball game. Okay. That's why we're focusing on this because it's it's that important. So listen intently. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really simple. I mean, it sounds complicated the way Mike described it. Um, the Thank you. The way he described <laughs> it. It's not, it's not that complicated. Okay. Think booze. You know, think liquor. Think alcohol. And in alcohol in California, there's a three-tiered system. In other words, you cannot be a, a distiller. You cannot make whiskey and then d- deliver whiskey and then sell whiskey wholesale or retail to the customer. There's three different components. Three different components. Make, distribute, sell. Yes. And you cannot do anything but one of those. Correct. And this, this is from the beginning, right after Prohibition, this we is set it up this way. Al Capone, yeah. I mean, and, and Al Capone's one reason why. It's they, the Anti-Al Capone <laughs> Act of yes. 1908. So now fast forward to 2015, yeah. and they're setting up the first regulatory system in, in, for cannabis in California, right. and they're having the same discussion. Should we split up wholesale, retail, and distribution Mm -hmm. and of course the big guys the 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 big players the global guys the 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 money guys the investors uh the sophisticated guys come in and say no it should be one clean sweep for all for 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 a a, an investor such as myself i should be able to control the the wholesale the growing i should be able to control delivery distribution and i should be able to, to to sell the product directly to the customer because that's efficient that's the efficiency that's the way the market is going so they have this big battle in 2015, and the big guys lose. The little guy says, no, that's going to wipe me out because if I'm, if I'm a grower, I'm a small grower, independent grower, um, how, if, if I can't get into the, into the distribution chain, how do I get into the store? I can't, I can't, get, into the, I, I can't get to the customer. So we've got to have an independent system that, that treats everybody the same. In other words, if the big guy controls the, the growing, the, the distribution, and the retail, the little guy's got no shot. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened in 15, and the little guy won that battle. This was The, the little guy wins. The little guy wins, believe it or not. Yes. Return of the Jedi. 
So this is enshrined in law in 2015 in the Medical uh, Medical uh, Regulation and Safety Act, Medical Medical Cannabis now, a Regulation and Safety Act. That's enshrined and done. Um, governor signs it, we're on our way. Along comes Prop 64 last year, and it, it takes out that, that part about independent distribution. There is, and of course this was written by the, the, the big guys, the hedge fund, you know, Sean Parker's of the world, uh, funded it, eight and a half million bucks he put in. They don't want in independent distribution because they want to control every step of the way. The market- There's A lot of money involved. A lot of money involved. So now comes the governor who says, we're gonna reconcile these two bills, the, these two differences, and the governor, Governor Brown, in his wisdom, has sided with the big boys. He says, I believe that there should be no independent distribution, that you should be able to, to control every aspect of this, uh, this industry if you wish. If you wish. You can get a license to, to grow, you can get a license to distribute, and you can get a license to sell retail. That's what Brown is saying. That's what the fight is about, and the fight is underway as we speak. So... Uh the fight, uh, and that, first, thank you for that very simple explanation. <laughs> Was that okay? <laughs> Even I understood it. Thank you. You're right. Uh, the second is, so the, the fault lines are basically the big guys versus the little guys. Yeah. It's the small growers, the, the guys who've been kind of in the, in the shadows growing illegally for years, family-owned businesses, Emerald Triangle-type folks. Uh, against kind of the larger moneyed interests that are going to be able to come in and say, not only can we grow, but we've got the distribution networks to distribute and we've got dispensary license to actually sell in retail markets throughout the state. Yes. And what's happening is is the those guys, the guy you just described, the sophisticated investor, he's coming in or, or she, they all are coming in and saying, look, you guys have been great to get the industry where it is, you little guys. But you know, you're still living in the backwoods. You're still thinking like like uh, pot growers. You guys really don't understand business. You're not sophisticated. You don't know how to make real money at this. You don't know efficiency. You don't know scale. We do. Get out of our way. Is there so, truth to that argument? I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Is there room in the market for both? Well, that's the question, and I would say yes. I go back to booze. Uh, right. Wine, right? Beer, you've got wine, your big yeah. gallows, but you've got your small wineries that people, the real sophisticated markets, are looking for. Exactly. And willing to pay a premium for it. Yep. And in beer, same thing. And beer, right? Same thing. Exactly. You have your craft guy, you craft. have your, you know, your local, your, 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 uh, uh, your independent. You know, you mm -hmm. have your, and they may be, it may be Sierra Nevada, which is is a pretty big brewery, right? Or it may be the the guy uh, New Helvetia down the street. You know, right. it, it may be Track uh, Seven in Sacramento. Um, but what allowed that to occur was the old structure, yes, the three-pronged structure. Yes. The question as to whether or not everybody can be involved really does, as you mentioned earlier, it could very well hinge on whether or not the larger players that can obviously get to market, get to scale, and be well capitalized just completely frees everybody else out of any sort of reasonable market share. That's right. Yep. Whereas in, in let's take beer again, you know, you, you have a, a Mark Stein company, which has been a distributor for, in Sacramento, a, a distributor for, for many, many, for decades, generations, really. Right. Um, they're the big AB company. They, uh, they've distributed Budweiser forever. Um, but they also distribute Sierra Nevada. They also distribute Guinness. They also distribute uh, Track 7. They also distribute some of these small, because they're independent. They can distribute anybody they want. And they're not beholden to Anheuser-Busch, though they, they certainly, that's their biggest customer. Right. So they, they don't want to make them mad. But they also take on these little guys. Um, and, they, and they always have. Now, if, if AB controlled the entire network, would they allow anybody to distribute, or even if they own the bar, would they allow any, any bar to sell anything right. other than AB? The answer is probably not. 
So where do we go from here? Well, um, I think there has to be a compromise. I mean, I think they have to figure out, you said the word compromise, and I think we have to figure out what works best for California and really learn from history. Learn learn from, take take what, you know, if part of alcohol didn't work, let's figure that out. But I think you apply the lessons you, you've learned in the last 80 years in alcohol and see how that would apply to cannabis, and I think you can come up with a solution. I think we're close, but I don't think we're there. I don't, I don't think either, either side will, um, not, well, I shouldn't say that they won't budge. They're going to have to budge. But I don't think going one way or the other is going to help anybody. I would imagine that most of the politicians are probably lining up on the side of big marijuana, big cannabis, right? Because they, they tend to. Let's just be honest about it. Politicians, if there's more money, there's more resources, there's more power, there's more influence, those guys usually get their way. Yep. Um, the smaller, you know, artisanal craft growers, um, is there a constituency in the legislature? Is there somebody or bodies looking out for them legislatively as a legislator? Well, historically, going back two years. <laughs> in ancient history. Ancient history in California, the answer is yes. They, okay. they, they, those guys have, they, they've got the ear of the legislature. You know, the, the, the trade groups have done a really good job working the legislature. Now, are, are they as high-powered as some of the big lobbying firms in Sacramento? No. But they, they have a compelling story to tell, and they've been very effective at telling that story. And there's probably got to be a geographic, I think, influence too, right? Some of the members who represent growing regions are probably going to have just constituent interests. They, and, and they certainly do. And those tend to be the, the, the legislators who have been carrying all the, all the legislation. So those are really influential legislators. They, they, they've been carrying the ball for the last couple of years. When does this all play out? It's happening right now. Happening right now. So it will happen this year, between now and October. And we mentioned it was a trailer bill earlier, that which usually means it's a function of the state budget. Yeah, and this, uh, I can't tell you what this is This is hooked into. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you. I okay. don't have it in front but of me. But probably so. next 60, 90 days. Oh, yeah, yeah, happen. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Big stuff happening definitely. in Sacramento. Keep your eyes uh, on the Capitol Dome. Keep your ears to the ground, and we will keep you informed as the situation develops. That's what we're here for. Bob, thanks so much. Thank you, Mike.